Come now and apply the scriptures to the hearts of your people, O oh God. Begin this year with us in your word and give us a heart for your word. Incline us to your testimonies, O oh God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a parallel now between this message and the message from last time. And the parallel uh, goes like this. We're asking about how you fight for joy. And the reason we're talking about that is because Romans 12, 12. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. So that phrase, rejoice in hope, has gripped me in these last several times Together, and I'm asking, okay, how does this work? How does the Christian life work? And you remember, I'll sum it up for you from the last two times we were together. Affliction is normal. Christ has broken into our affliction and carried our sorrows and our sins into the grave, left them there, came out triumphant, defeated the devil, defeated sin, defeated all the evils of our lives is reigning in heaven today. Therefore, we have hope in, not instead of, suffering. And this hope is the root of joy. And this joy is the power of endurance. And endurance is the means of the sacrifices of love. That's the Christian life. I think and the way God has anointed for it to work. Blood-bought, Christ-exalting hope leads to indomitable, unshakable joy, even in tribulation, leads to patient endurance, leads to the sacrifices of love, which men see and give glory to our Father in heaven. That's the way it works. And so the question emerged, so how do you nurture, how do you awaken, how do you sustain hope in a world like this? And our first answer was uh, prayer from last time. Ephesians 1.18, Paul is praying. He's praying. I pray that you may know what is the hope to which you've been called. Now, that's not just a prayer about information. He's talking to believers. <laughs> we get saved by hope. We know what our hope is, right? Well... Sort of. You can tell me the facts as a Christian that are the foundation of your hope. But I'm asking, do we feel it when we get up in the morning? Do you feel it at noon? Do you feel it late at night? Do you feel it when you pray about God and somebody gets on your case in view of Indian Ocean calamities? Do you feel hope? That's the issue. The issue here is not what's the foundation of hope Christ that's given he's there like a rock we're the problem so the question I'm asking is how do you awaken and sustain living hope lively hope felt hope joy producing hope that's the question and our first answer was prayer and Paul says I pray that you might know 
the hope to which you've been called and the riches of his glorious inheritance and the power at work in you. He's praying for our experience of riches. I feel it is rich. I taste it is rich. I look at all the world has to offer and I say, rubble. And I turn over here to Jesus and I say, treasure. And you mean it. That's what you pray for. So if you don't feel hope in this room, ask that God would open your eyes to see the magnificence of your hope. That's what prayer is for. That was answer number one. Now today, answer number two is the Bible. Prayer and the Word. Prayer and the Word. These two things, I think, are the main means of grace in the Bible. Reading, meditating on, and memorizing Scripture. And I want to be careful with reading, because I know that there are cultures that are pre-reading, pre-literate. And I wouldn't want to...